This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second past. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Bamboo app. Crypto Curious is your go-to source for all things cryptocurrency. Whether you're a seasoned pro or new to the world of crypto, we've got you covered. Each week, we'll break down the top news stories of the past seven days, giving you information that you need to stay on top of the latest trends and development. Plus, we'll share some quick bites of news and insights that you won't want to miss. If you're new to crypto, we recommend starting out with our early episodes where we break down the basics and give you a solid foundation to understand the crypto world. Join us as we explore the ever-revolving world of crypto and educate ourselves along the way. Wow, some intro. On today's episode, we'll cover off the recent market downturn, Frentech, which is getting all the headlines, and Coinbase making a very shrewd investment. My name is Craig, and this week, it's just Blake and I as Trace is on holidays and needs a break from us too. The show should still be okay. She's written most of it because she's a dead set legend, but it won't be as good because Tracy isn't leading the show, but we'll have a crack at it. Blake, how are you? Good, mate. Good. It looks like the, it's just the A-team today. Trace is, uh, <laughs> Trace is not here, but um, yeah, we got lots to cover anyway. Heaps of exciting stuff as always. Um, so yeah, let's jump in. Yeah. So first story we'll cover off is the market nosedive. I've been talking and joking with you guys for a few weeks now how the market's been boring. It's been the same price, feels like for months. And then all of a sudden, the whole market dropped about 10%. Bitcoin dropped 9% on Thursday. Like, why do you think this happened? We tend to see this um, in bull markets. So it's, it's, quite odd that we would see it now. What do you think, Blake? Yeah, you know, crypto has been on a pretty good run over the last six months, you know, trending up since the market found its bottom. So it can't go up forever. It needs to take a breather for a period of time. And I think that's what we're seeing now. You know, a lot of technical guys are saying that we just need a breather. And this is kind of what happens around, you know, this time of the bear market. There's there's a pullback just to test test the lows. Um, before moving into the year of the halvening. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of analysis out there looking at how this compares to previous bear markets. And, you know, some people are drawing some pretty um, interesting correlations. Yeah, one of the reports that no one can be sure that it's actually true or not is that the report that SpaceX had written down their $373 million Bitcoin acquisition in 2021 and it also comes as news that Tesla sold 75% of its Bitcoin holdings after a $1.5 billion investment. So this price drop, you know, that was getting all the headlines. But then I've also seen people on Twitter saying that it's not actually true and that it can't be verified. 
it could just be something that markets do sometimes. Like, Yeah, sometimes markets need to take a breather. Uh, it's run pretty hard this year. I think it's doubled in price since the bottom. So, you know, that's pretty good for a bear market. And yeah, I think your effort um, relaxes here for a little while. It gives us that strength to move on up later in the year, if not early next year. Next up, we're going to circle back on a story that we covered last week with regards to Fireblocks. And Fireblocks is the software provider that provides you know, many businesses in this ecosystem with software to help self-custody their own private keys for their cryptocurrency. And we made a small mistake in the story last week where there was actually no vulnerability in the Fireblocks software. Rather, it was the Fireblocks research team who analyzed dozens of publicly available MPC protocols and other wallet providers. And they actually uncovered a vulnerability in one of the uh, it's a Bitforge libraries or in some of the code that they found. And they were able to notify these other 15 digital wallet providers so that they could patch the vulnerability just in time. So great job from the Fireblocks team and um, yeah, just a small correction there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's a really important distinction and we just want to reach out and say thank you to the Fireblocks team. I know they're listeners of the show and yeah, great job on their end. Moving on, now this next story, we've got a new crypto app being dubbed the next crypto super app. It's called Frentech. Um, it's making all the headlines and it's the talk of the Twitterverse or the Xverse now. They have just recently released a decentralized social media platform that's generated $1 million in fees in 24 hours from August 19th, outperforming established players like Uniswap and the Bitcoin network. Blake, have you heard about these guys? No, nah, not at all, mate. Have they just come out of the blue or what? They just came out the blue. They're a project that's in beta, and I actually just signed up last night to give the crypto curious community my due diligence. And this is how it works, Blake. And I actually think this has legs. So it's built on Coinbase's layer two called Base, which we've covered about on previous episodes. And how it works is that each person that signs up, you link in with your Twitter or your X profile, and your profile will have a share price. So my share price right now is like 0.007. It's like $1 in Ethereum. No surprise yeah. there. Yeah. No surprise. I'm a nobody, but guys, come talk to me on Frentech. <laughs> so what happens is when people buy your share price, that means that my DMs are open. So Blake, you know, obviously you're a CEO. People aren't want to get advice from you. They might buy a dollar worth of Blake, Blake coin or whatever it is. And then they can talk to you, get advice from you. But the hype has really started in the last few weeks because an NBA player called Grayson Allen, his share price has surged to 0.2 Ethereum, which is about you know, a fifth of the Ethereum price now, which is about 500 bucks. So people are really spending that and then DMing him. Kobe, who's a big crypto influencer, his share price is two and a half ETH. And I can't imagine why you would spend that much to talk to Kobe. He seems to reply to everyone. So they've actually got over 100,000 users already, Blake, and their total project revenue stands at $818,000 with over 650,000 transactions on the platform. Well, that's pretty impressive. And um, I really like the idea of having to pay for, you know, even if it's a nominal amount, to send a message or to you know create a post because... It stops, you know, creates a barrier entry for spammers as well that are just putting out 
heaps of automated messages. I think it makes a lot of sense. And you know, do you reckon this is going to stick around, Craig, into the next run, or it'll just be you know a bit of a bit bit of a hype for for a few weeks and it'll die off? I think this is interesting because it's obviously a good idea, but it, it really all depends on who's going to join the platform. Like, mm. if you think about, you probably have a few people that you'd pay to have access to. Like for me, it would be maybe Gary V or like someone that's an entrepreneur, maybe like a soccer player or something that you want to talk to. Yeah. So if I pay the two ETH to say chat with Kobe, does that go to the platform or does that go to Kobe or is there like a fee split between the two? So the platform earns 5%. Okay. But I would assume that if Kobe's share price is going up, then he would be able to take some profits, but it's, I'm not really sure how that would work. Right. That makes sense. If the, if the platform's taking uh, 5%. Yeah. Is there anyone that you would pay for access to? Oh, um, maybe Kesha. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Blake would, would get, would pay for access for Kesha. Wow. <laughs> okay, moving right. on. Just a quick one now locally. We've got SwiftX doing their yearly survey report from YouGov and they reckon that 900,000 Australians plan to buy their first crypto asset in the coming year. They say that 23% of all Australians have already bought digital assets and this percent is up from 21%. But the bull run isn't a sure thing as crypto is still languishing in a bear market. Blake, what do you think about these reports? Do you, Are you seeing the same sentiment in your day-to-day? Yeah, you know, I think I agree with the sentiment. They've um, suggested that about 900,000 Australians plan to buy crypto in the next year. Now, you know, it's really hard to measure the intent, uh, the level of intent of these people, you know, some people might be have a lot of conviction. Say, hey, yeah, in the next in the next year, I'm going to buy some crypto. But whether they do or not is a different thing. Um, but I would also suggest that there's a lot of people that potentially would say, hey, I'm not going to buy crypto in the, the next 12 months, but then do end up buying crypto because of you know potential market activity. So, you know, either way, I think that this is healthy growth for the industry. It does seem a little bit low to me just because the amount of people in Australia that actively invest, who hold equities, um, you know, and the growth rate of the sector, I would suggest it, you know, could potentially be more people. But, you know, we'll we'll wait and see and uh, how these numbers play out. Yes, we will. And you can't account for FOMO in these surveys. Yeah, exactly. Okay, guys, our last story before we get stuck into the movers and shakers is an interesting one. Coinbase, which is a large exchange in the US listed on the NASDAQ, they have acquired a stake in Circle, which is the second largest stablecoin. They say Circle will bring issuance and governance of the USDC fully in-house, and that means that the USDC token will also get six more blockchains that will support it, which is pegged at $1, as we know. Coinbase and Circle in a blog post didn't disclose how big of a stake Coinbase got. They didn't give a cash figure, but we can assume that it is substantial. Blake, why would Coinbase acquire a stake in a stable coin? This is a really interesting play. Yeah, you know, I've seen the CTO of Circle speak at a conference one time, and I thought it was really interesting what he was saying, what the future looks like for digital assets. And he was suggesting that, you know, currency is not going to be something static like it is today with 
you know, it's digitally transferred for commerce, but rather he suggested that currency in the future will act more as a platform or almost like an app store where businesses and people and organizations can build products and services on top of these blockchains for their own purposes. And I think this is really interesting innovation. And I certainly agree that, you know, this is the direction that the technology is going. And, you know, Circle is a very well-regarded US-based company uh, who have done an incredible job scaling their business. And I think they're going to be around for decades to come. Um, So it makes sense that Coinbase wants to work with them. I believe that uh, USDC is one of the main trading pairs on the Coinbase exchange. uh, And they're obviously putting a lot of volume through it. They want to share uh, in in the fee base that has been collected by Circle, um, as well as potentially even support the innovation. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that these guys work together. um, And... We may even see them work together on regulation as well um, if there's enough overlap between some of the issues. Exactly right. And another point um, that the commentators are making is this news has come two weeks after PayPal announced their own stablecoin. So this could be a bit of a competition play, but the senior director of product management at Coinbase, he says that the future of USDC stretches far beyond crypto trading into areas like foreign exchange, transfers of funds across borders, and financial inclusion. So Coinbase, they're looking busy. They've got base layer two. They've just got a stake in the stable coin. It's going to be really interesting to see where Coinbase is in 12 months and where they are compared to PayPal, which is, as you mentioned, another stable coin coming to that platform. So huge play. Yeah, now fascinating to see. And um, no doubt it's going to spur more innovation. And I think that we will see the size of their investment because Coinbase is a publicly traded company and they'll have to disclose in their financials, you know, what their investment looks like um, you know, at the end of their financial year. It's time for the movers and shakers of the week. Everyone loves a crypto pump. And each week or two, we will feature a cryptocurrency token or project that is grabbing attention and popularity in the market. And we want to share the reasons why we think it's on the rise and what utility and value it holds. So Blake, what's been moving and shaking this week? Yeah, we have Rune. So Rune is up, I think it's up 80%. uh, And it's the native token to the Thor blockchain, uh, which is a multi-purpose blockchain, um, really uh, focused on helping interoperability or really to help connection between all the other blockchains. You know, some of the key guys were based here in Australia, uh, which is really interesting. And um, Craig, do you know why the tokens are doing so well this week? Yeah, Blake, as you mentioned, ThorChain, it's up 80% over the fortnight and it's pretty much the only green thing in the market right now. So ThorChain, as Blake mentioned, is a layer one protocol. We think that the pump is due to their new product called Streaming Swaps. Now, a big issue in DeFi is if a large investor, say, a fund or a DAO or a family office, they want to make a large sell or buy. There is issues with liquidity in DeFi where you can cause a slippage up to 15% if you're, you're trying to trade an alt, altcoin. Now, this project facilitated its largest ever swap of 3,100 ETH for $2.4 million of room, which is around $3.65 million. And it hardly got any slippage. And the reason was because of this new product called Streaming Swaps. It's pretty cool. So they break up these cross-chain trades into smaller parts over 24 hours. And then as the trade progresses, people step in, rebalance the pool. 
So less value is lost to slippage. So the whole point of this is that DeFi native guys can now use Rune slash Thorchain to essentially exit or enter positions at a large quantities. Yeah, this is really cool because some people have been rugged using these cross-train bridges that you know have been notoriously a, a focus for for hackers to find exploits. Um, so if they could do it using a, a project like this, I think that removes a lot of risk from the market and will create a lot of efficiencies as well. Exactly. And as you heard in my explanation, super techie. So we think that the market is only full of DeFi natives that are pumping rune. I don't think retail is sort of involved in this. So interesting to see how that will play out and hopefully it keeps going in the bear. It's good to see some things going well. Before the short, sharp news bites, we have a new segment we want to share with you called The Tech Duo, where our friends of the show, Brian and Alex, who are crypto technical enthusiasts, will help us unpack some of these technical stories that we struggle to explain in layman's terms. So we really hope that there is value in this segment. So check it out. We have two very special guests we'd like to introduce you today, guests that we've internally dubbed the Deep Tech Duo. Uh, and we really like that name, so we're going to roll with it a little bit, guys. But please welcome Brian and Alex, a father-son duo. And they've both been in the crypto space for some time now, deep in the technology side of the landscape that often goes, well, to be honest, quite above the head of folks like Blake and Craig and myself. So exactly how long have you been in the space, guys? And was there an interesting story that got you into crypto and the blockchain? Boy, um, since 2011, 2012. Um, yes, what got us into this? Gosh, my background is engineering and business, but I did a lot of software engineering and management consulting like airlines, financial institutions and government and that kind of thing. Um, and also some startups around machine learning, AI and IoT. And my involvement in the financial industry space gave me experience with, you know, financial instruments, commodities, precious metals, energy and so forth. But I smelt a fish with the tradi traditional financial systems, like all the money printing and the problems with the Cantillon effect, monopolization of the money supply, rigged interest rates that cause misallocation of capital, and all of the distortion that creates the business cycle and impact to prosperity. And some of my cohort in 2011, 2012, said, Brian, you need to look at Bitcoin. It solves all the problems. It's decentralized, it's censorship resistant, it's non-monopolistic. And so that pricked my ears up. And so we started uh, diving into that. And I loved it because of both the tech aspect and also the philosophical aspect. Both of that resonated deeply with me. So I got involved with the Sydney Bitcoin meetups in 2012 uh, uh, with the startup of those and then uh, progressively became involved in various crypto projects such as merchant point-of-sale systems, trading robots, peer-to-peer -peer trading platforms, on-chain voting systems, crypto micro-savings app, um, Blake, that uh, you might be aware of, and consulting to family offices and institutional investors, and worked with the Australian Digital Currency Association, which was a predecessor to the Blockchain Australia Group, to lobby government 
for legislation and policy change relating to crypto. So I was um, uh, involved quite broadly in everything crypto and a couple of years ago took on the CTO role for Fringe Finance. And that is a non-custodial crypto money market uh, lending platform, leverage trading and staking platform. So, you know, it's been quite a journey there, but it's really deeply diving into the crypto economics and the engineering to improve lending platforms. And we're applying a lot of innovation to that to make it, you know, capital efficient, minimizing costs for borrowers, um, ensuring platform stability, given there have been a number of dumpster fires in the DeFi and crypto space over the years and to improve the user experience. So that is something that we're really chewing on deeply and that gets us very um, uh, uh, deeply grounded in a lot of the technology and the, you know, the nuts and bolts of the way things work there. So we've got a real interest in that. And we've got new projects working on decentralized law. Uh, so it's definitely something that we're quite passionate about, everything decentralized. Mm, it sounds like you've drunk the same Kool-Aid as us uh, <laughs> over here at Bamboo, Brian, uh, and, but a little bit deeper, certainly on the tech side. And uh, I think there's there's a lot more to, to unpack there. So, Alex, I know that you've been you know, participating in the space for some time. Um, it'd be great to hear about your experience. Obviously, you, you first learned about it from from your dad, Brian. But yeah, just maybe touch on you know, how you've come into the space, how you've um, been participating, and yeah, we'll take things from there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I guess I first heard of crypto and like Bitcoin at the time when I was in primary school, so quite a while ago. Um, uh, and yeah, I think I just found it kind of elegant and interesting. And I already had some libertarian values and um, philosophical ideals back then. So it kind of aligned with that. And I, ever since then, I guess, I've just kind of been learning more about it, learning more about various like protocols and cryptography and things that are kind of tangential to it. And um, then over the last few years, especially since 2017, I've kind of been uh, working on a few projects, increasingly so, um, especially after finishing high school. And um, yeah, the last few years I've been working on some particularly interesting projects in the decentralized finance space, which is kind of an offshoot of crypto, um, a, a new area in crypto. And uh, yeah, I find like the intersection of economics, finance, game theory, um, philosophy, all of these areas like super interesting because they've been my interests for many years now. So I just think it's an yeah, excellent um, uh alignment of those yeah those areas that's really cool and so are you a developer alex do you code or are you mainly on the business side i do a bit of programming i wouldn't really consider myself a developer but i write a bit of python i like read slits kind of on a day-to-day basis um i i guess i probably more work in the kind of conceptual uh realm yeah well as tracy mentioned you know we're we're very much on the b2c side of crypto we have a consumer application that we work within uh, here at Bamboo, uh, and you know, often um, it's hard for us to explore the deep underwaters of what's happening in in crypto. Yep, well, we love everything that you're doing, and it's a real honour to be able to dive into some of the technicalities or some of the matters that underlie the headlines, and to talk about those because we love this stuff, and uh, yeah, you, we can't keep away from it. So what we plan on doing, ladies and gentlemen, is having a deep tech corner um, with Brian and Alex each week or every second week where we can unpack 
some of the um, some of the deeper layers of what is what are happening. Yeah, like Brian said, under the headlines. Um, so, you know, to give ourselves a, a better understanding of what's happening and, and also everyone that's listening. Exactly. And like you've just said, Brian, you, you've come into the space back in 2011. And as we say, crypto is a little bit like dog years. I think that gives you about 60 years worth of experience there when it comes to the technology side of things. And we certainly don't have all that. So we look forward to being able to ask you all those intricate questions because sometimes Blake, Craig and I are left, you know, scratching our heads and we really do want to be able to dig a bit deeper and understand these things and um, we look forward to being able to ask you both those questions. From the uh, deep tech duo that will have their finger on the tech pulse (laughs) and maybe letting us in some alpha when it comes to the tech side of things. Time for a break. When we come back, our short, sharp news bites. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Crypto Curious Podcast, where only 34 weeks or 238 days away from the Bitcoin halving. So if you or anyone you know wants to enter the crypto market responsibly, you can do so with the Bamboo app. Dollar cost average into the big boys like Bitcoin and ETH and we'll give you $10 ETH when you sign up with the code CURIOUS. Make sure you jump on that. Now, on to the news, Blake. All right. Uh, first up, we have a story about BitGo. So BitGo is a custody provider and this is quite different to Fireblocks where BitGo actually store the private keys for businesses, organizations projects and and individuals, and they have done a capital raising round um, where they have raised over about $100 million at a $1.75 billion USD evaluation. So these guys are massive um, banks and some of the biggest financial institutions use them. uh, And these guys are going to continue to gain market share, to build out their product offering and be dominant um, players in, in that space. So yeah, no surprise that they're raising at these sorts of valuations. The big vows are back. Mm, that's it. Next up, the US might be taking their time with the ETF approval, but Europe is going ahead. Europe's inaugural Bitcoin exchange traded fund went live on the 16th of August on Euronext Amsterdam. They have beat the US to launching this, Blake. So next up, we have another story about Coinbase and they've obtained regulatory approval to offer crypto futures tradings. Uh, this is a big step forward for them. Uh, of course, when you know, the other platforms like uh, FTX, who famously provided um, futures trading as well as 
Binance have left the US market. Coinbase and others want to kind of try and fill that gap. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense that these guys are moving into that space and it's a pretty big win for Coinbase. Um, and it also discounts the uh, SEC's claims that Coinbase isn't willing to register property for um, different products that they're offering. So great job over at Coinbase. Does that mean they'll have leverage? Potentially. Don't know. Wow. That yeah. is cool. Here's a one for the gaming fans. Take two, the team that bought you Grand Theft Auto, which they've been creating for feels like 100 years. They're launching a crypto game on Ethereum. Their software subsidy called Zynga is venturing into Web3 Gaming with its new Ethereum-based game, Sugartown. The company behind hits like Grand Theft Auto builds this as the first crypto game built from scratch by a major mobile game developer. As you know, these things will take years to unpack. But the combination of both a huge name getting in the space and the appropriate use of crypto mechanics will make this game one to watch. Sweet. And next up, we have a story about MetaMask. So MetaMask is a you know, in-app browser that many people use to access DeFi. And um, they've done a deal with you know, an Australian-founded company called Banksa that are now uh, listed on the Canadian Stock Exchange to do one-click buys with Apple Pay straight into crypto. And these are the innovations that we're going to continue to see in this sector you're really removing the barriers to access cryptocurrency as well as improving the user experience. And one-click buys, uh, it's an incredible, um, you can't get quicker than that, I don't think, Craig. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, of course you have to KYC for this. Um, it's a compliant product. Uh, so, yeah, really interesting innovation and, um, yeah, we'll see more of this. Cool, and to wrap things up, Binance, they're sick of being bullied and they've called in reinforcements. They've filed for a protective order against the SEC. They're saying that the SEC is requesting too much information. They're overly demanding. Binance want to limit the regulator to four employee depositions. So, yeah, the war continues with Binance and the SEC, Blake. Mm, certainly not happy with them, but, um, yeah, only time will tell. And uh, I think Binance has... There's a lot of resources to fight this, but, you know, obviously it's tiresome and a bit of a distraction for them from their core business. So, yeah. All right, let's finish up there, Craig. Great episode. Uh, I certainly learned something and can't wait to jump on the new social media platform and, and give it a whirl. Yeah, Blake, that's it. Please follow us on social media via the Crypto Curious Insta page or join the Facebook group. There's around 600 people in there all talking shop about crypto. So if you're not in there, you're missing out. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at podcast at getbamboo.io and we'll cover whatever you want to know. So cheers, guys. Bye for now. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.